your responsibility, your primary responsibility in the church. Now, I said it that from the first Timothy 3.15, it says, if I'm delayed, you will know how, to, how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household. So we recognize that the definition of the church of the living God is God's household, the pillar and foundation of truth. So the three pillars that hold the church is one, God's household. Two, is the pillar you hold on and is pillar of truth. For any reason, you must speak the truth. You must stand by the truth. And you are standing on the foundation, which is the truth. If a minister knows this, he will guide all your life throughout. You know, he will, he will empower you beyond your wildest dream. He will, he will protect you also from stray, strain in this very perilous time. And also, he will number you among the great, which God is just going to be revealing in his kingdom this 2018. Now, the things also, I told you about things you need to teach your members. Like, they are children of God, and they are saved by grace, and they are brother to Jesus Christ, who is the firstborn of the church. And that negates all the teachings that have been flying all over the place because of some people who want to make money of others about redemption of firstborn, which interprets into paying for such redemption. That's a very satanic teaching because the Bible says in Romans 8.29, For those God foreknew, he pre also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And the word firstborn is used in the New Testament only to describe Jesus Christ and no other man. So therefore we recognize that we who believe are the secondborn. Now I ended up that section by telling you to teach about our joint obligation, which is go tell somebody. If a minister do this to every member that comes, you will never have a church that does not grow. Isn't it? Because whoever is in your church know who, the first know what church is. So all this gossiping, backbiting can happen. Alright? Among those who know it. Or go to be, be minimized. Then, they know who they are. Then they know who has the power. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And they know they are, good to, they are to tell people. They know that they don't need any cost to win souls. They need to go tell somebody about their story. But you see, contrary, some of us have believed and we have done this that for anybody to evangelize, they must go through this training. It doesn't need any training. The woman at the well in John. I wonder who trained her. Jesus just told her her life. What? You told me my life? You must be a prophet. Looking for a boyfriend, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. When we see her in heaven, we'll ask her. But then, the woman just was so blown up. Said, how can you know all this? And Jesus began to tell her who he, who he was. The woman, having discovered the Messiah, she went out and said, look, I tell you, this is the Messiah. And do you know her evidence? He told me all my life. Which means that Jesus must have told her many more things about her, which was not recorded. But even that which was recorded about her family, about her life and relationship, is enough. And you need to let people know. From the day you are born again, 
rescue the perishing. Don't go out there to condemn people. Well, tell them about the Messiah. You have found the Messiah. Just tell. Every day tell. Tell everybody you know. And when our church members get this, we'll produce a church that is breathing. I would get them. But I haven't said that. I want to take you now in this session to some more professional stuff about you as a minister. You must know that the church of God is composed of various elements. Not everybody in the church are angels. And it says in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 20, in the large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes and some for ignoble. And verse 12 says, if a man cleanses himself from the letter, the ignobility, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do good works. Now, here, I said to you that one of the things I want you to learn as ministers during this period is how to understand the scripture for interpretation or application. They will get it now. So, the way I, I was trained to read writings so that the, your, your knowledge is not, um, your knowledge is not uh, biased or adulterated is this. When we look at this writing, in the large house, there are many articles. He begins to tell us something about the church. Really here, categorically, he's talking about a large church. Not a fellowship. Not a small church. You know, one thing I saw about this is that to be talking about a large house, I'm talking about not just a small house. There, is a dis there, there are many disparities between a small church and a large church. A small church, the pastor can easily know everybody. Can easily monitor everybody. And can easily follow up everybody. But if we look at this scripture here, that introduction is not the, the first, let me say, the nucleus of the discussion. It says that in large house there are articles of gold and silver, but also, also wood and clay. And then it says some of them are noble and some are ignoble. Then it says if you cleanse yourself from the latter, ignobility, you will have, you will be an instrument for noble purposes. Now, let, let us see. This, I think, from reasoning or critical reasoning, this is the main important part of these scriptures. That is the conclusion that is, that if you understand the conclusion, it will give you knowledge about what he began to speak about. Because the intention of the writer here is not the noble or ignoble. It's to help you understand what nobility means. Okay? And if you look at, in that verse, verse um, 12, it says, if you cleanse, if man, a man cleanses himself from nobility, I think also in that scripture, and strive behind that scripture, is the duty of the minister to make sure that the ignobles in your church are cleansed into nobility. This is how the scripture should be read. Now, let me help you understand this. This man here, read in the scripture, began to speak about the duty of the pastor, which is to, to turn ignoble person to a noble person. 
Then he went for that to, to define who is the noble person. He says, you know, he will be. He says, if one cleanses himself from the latter, which is ignobility, transformed to nobility, he will be an instrument. We are God co-workers. An instrument for noble purposes. Now, he now describes it. Made holy to the master and prepared to do any good work. So, he described here a noble person in the church are people who are made ready. They are the ones where you give instruction, they will run with it. They are the nobles. Because it says, if a man finds himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes. Made ready or made holy. Useful. So, for a Christian to be made holy, holy and be useful for the master and be prepared at any time to do any good work. You call for midweek meeting, you find them. You call for weekend meeting, you find them. You call for evangelism, you find them. Intercession, you can rely upon them. They are the nobles in your church. Take them out, the rest are ignoble. Because the scripture tells us a noble Christian will be ready for any task. Now, if you look at the Church of God, Pentecostal Church of God across the globe, now you discover that we are sick. Because you see on Sundays in every church, you see so many people. In midweek, where are they? They are still ignorant. Are you with me now? There's a lot about nobility. If you look at the, the royal family in England, I can use them as a critical example of nobility. If you're a member of the family, you don't behave anyhow. <laughs> Especially under my queen. You know, I love the queen so much. I love the queen more than many preachers in the world. Queen, queen Elizabeth. When she, she gives her Christmas message, go check it out. Every year, her preaching on Christmas message is more biblical than many ministers. I was listening to it. One of the days she was speaking, she said that they were asking her about her passion, the, the song she liked most. She said, all hail the power of Jesus' name. She said, he is the king of all kings. Amen. Amen. That is what my queen said. If you look at the way the queen walks, when the queen is walking somewhere, and somebody throws something, if they do, she will not turn to the person who threw it. Noble character. Because people have been assigned to handle matters like that, she will just walk away from it. She knows the matter they are handled. If Christians can understand, ordinary scratching of your wall, for what? For what? Fire, fire, fire for what? Because something scratched your door, or something moved past your house, forgetting the angels of God are there. I'm talking about noble character. I should be afraid of anything. A noble person is not afraid of anything. A noble person does not attach importance to the gate man. Okay? It doesn't attach importance to, to, to you, know, you know, low workers. Even in, in, the, in, the, in the kingdom, it doesn't attach importance. That is, I'm talking about fear. Alright? A noble person cannot fear a recruit in the army of his kingdom. Christians fear 
devils because they are still immobile. They don't understand the position of a nobleman. And you and I have mandate to make sure that we train people of God to the place of discovering their true identity so that they can all please the living God. Because the first thing about nobility is said there is that it's somebody that is being made holy. To be made holy means somebody enhance another one to be made, he says, made holy. That is, it became by somebody or by something. And he says, they will be an instrument for noble purposes. Any good thing you find them there. You can't find them in backbiting, you can't find them in rebellion, you can't find them in anything that is ignoble. Anything noble, you find them. They want to pray for somebody who is sick, you find them there. They go fast for somebody who is sick, you find them there. They want to go to the streets to preach, you find them there. They, you speak of the pulpit, they will sit down and call the rest of their noble guys wrong with the vision. They are not those who will be saying that, do you think what Apostle said or Pastor said can be achieved? They are nobles. They are nobles. No one can deceive them away from the church. It doesn't matter how many people who listen to their head and say their own God is telling them to move on, move on. They will not move. They will not move. Because they are noble. These are people who have acquainted themselves with the Holy One. They know their role in the church. They know the position of their pastor as their leader, as their head spiritual. They don't have two fathers. They have only one. Or two mothers. They have only one. If there is a mother in the house, all others are not. They will not call somebody, that father in the house or mother in the house, spiritual, apart from the set people of the house. I will together now. Because there is no grandchild in the church. All of them are children. And one father and one mother. So if you are in a local parish, and in your parish you have someone say to you that, uh, you know, uh, I was speaking to my father, and he's referring to somebody else, that is ignoble. You are the local parish pastor, you are the father of the church there, and you are the mother of the church there. I'm talking about noble people. Noble people don't have allegiance to any other person but the commander. That is nobility. There is a sense of nobility in the army. Okay? The one who is the head of the army is the head of the army. When he gives the command, all the other heads under him will ensure that that command is enforced. If the commanding officer gives a command, the junior one who is also an officer cannot change it. If he tells the other officer, to do something else. That genius that we say that he received the command. And some have lost their life during the war. For that. So therefore, if you look at this scripture, always look for the nucleus of a statement. Or the conclusion of the statement is pregnant of the analysis of the pre-statement that leads to the conclusion. Now let's look at the pre-statement. The pre-statement says, in a large house, so he's talking about a big church here. He's not talking about a small house here. 
He says there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. There are four categories here. You have gold, you have silver, you have wood, you have clay. Then he went to say further, some are of noble among them. Certainly it's not those who are gold. Uh, sorry, they're, they're uh, ignoble. Certainly the gold one yeah, are the nobles. But silver is still going to the process. Wood is still going to the process. Clay is still going to the process. What is the difference between wood and clay? Set fire on wood, it burns off straight away. Those are people that a little shaking, they are gone. They take the Bible and leave. A little shaking, they are wood. They can't, they can't stand test of time. You know, in church growth, well, I'll be teaching you more about this in the, during this week. First of all, it is God who adds to his church. Yes? And the Lord added to his church. When we look at that, you will see. But also, the persons who are leading the church are instrumental to provoking the God who can add. Because if you are not responsible over 20 people, God cannot add the 21. Because the 20 you have, you are not responsible yet. And we see how, before God began to add to the apostles, he first seasoned them, trained them, disciplined them, matured them, and was sure they are ready for explosion. So he added. Okay? And we will look at and see that in the church of God, you have these people who a little trial or a little test in the wrong. But you have other people who are clay. Burn them. They will not move. But they are not useful. <laughs> they just remain clay. They are not admirable. But they will not leave. They are just clay. Carnal. No matter how you preach, they remain the same. They won't change. They are totally carnal. You have them in church. But at the same time, you have people who have been falling and rising, trying to go further, you know, repent all the time, but they, they, they make efforts, but they are still falling and rising. They are silver because they are dependable. There are good values in them that could be used to educate those who are coming behind them. They haven't got there, but they are struggling to be there. They are the ones that progress to gold, which is total nobility. Those people who are silver, sometimes you call meeting, they come, sometimes they don't come. And when they don't come, they feel so sorry. I'm not talking about people who the, the nature of their work stop them from coming to church. Because we have people in church who are doctors, who are nurses, who are paramedics, who are policemen, soldiers and stuff. And we, the church must recognize that if the church has a program and their job demands them to go, the church must support them to do so. Same thing, there are people who are executives, directors of companies that sometimes they want to be in the meeting, but they couldn't. But a noble person 
who is not able to be will send a message to the leader that I'm so sorry I will not be able to be in this meeting because of X, Y, Z. That's how you know you know a person. You know, one of the things I'm going to teach the church is this. You see, in these days that um, the uh, internet is available, you know, like this one is available, you need to let your church know. Anybody who leaves, who is a member of the church, all right, and is not at work, and decide that, oh, this meeting I will join on the net, his name is not written in the book of attendance of that day. Angels didn't record it was coming. So the blessing of the day, cannot, you can't get it. Many have robbed themselves of it. The blessing of the day. Because this is a fact. When you have a meeting, angels come in to record the people who came. At the end of the meeting, they record, the other set of angels record the people who, who were there. I have the angels who will be sent to the meeting, who will touch people. And the thing you speak, they begin to make it happen. Anybody not under that covering cannot be, cannot experience it. If unction descend only to those who are there. The Bible says, David as a king said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Then he said, my feet shall stand on your gates, O Jerusalem. Anybody who respects God, run to his house. They are noble. If you struggle with anybody coming to church, he's ignoble. But they are in the church. You know, along I'll be teaching you about um, what will I call this? Uh, I think I wrote it under what I call the jurisprudence of God. That is the legal reasoning and logical thinking of God. And it's in the instruction of David to Solomon. I'm sure that you know that. First Chronicles 28, 9. Is a jurisprudence. That is the legal reasoning and the rational reasoning of God. It says, and you, my son, Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with what? Wholehearted devotion. Those are nobles. And with a willing mind. They don't force them to church. Really, if there is no, they will wait. There was a time we had meeting in my house, this church, when we first started. And there was snow. And mommy was saying that, how will these people come? People, no, there was no snow. We couldn't have meeting in all saints church because it's frozen. She was surprised when people started knocking my door. They came to my house for the vigil. Those are nobles. It says, starting with wholehearted devotion. Those who are nobles, are, you remember the definition, conclusion of noble. They are made holy and they are ready for service. Every service, early, they will be there. That is the state of mind. And David completed it by saying here, serving with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind in your reasoning is God. Your heart is God. For the Lord searches every heart, whether you are at home, or office, 
in the church, God searches your heart. How? Through angels. He doesn't leave his throne. They film it, they record it. So that on the day you meet him, they will play your heart to you before everybody. That's why we can't deceive. Pillar, foundation, what is truth. Because they will play what you did to everybody. It says here, God searches the heart and understands every motive. Oh, I can't come to church today. Are you a liar? I went to work. Whereas you are told, sitting down. You know, for some to say, church, church, even this church going every day. Gone is a wood or clay. Somebody who is supposed to be in church says, look, every day church, every day church. I give excuses. It's a clay or wood. God wrote that down as he said it. They filmed that mind and that mouth which they will show on the last day. This is not something that will be wiped off from record. No, it will be revealed, the Bible says. Your mind, a noble person has a mindset of Christ. At the age of 12, he went to the temple and he was there for three good days. I don't know why some people think they can hinder their children from going to church. So when the children grow up, if they don't serve God, it's your business. If you deprive them from God in the young age, they cannot discover that God easily when they grow. Look at what it says here. It searches the motive behind your thoughts, what you are thinking in regards to it. If you seek Him, so noble people find God. If you seek Him, you find Him. He'll be found by you. But if you forsake Him, he will reject you forever. Let your church people know this. God is not a respecter of man, man. This is one of the messages I want to take to Nigeria. You don't, you don't sing the praise of a man who is godless. No matter how many people follow him. A man who cannot hear God. Who hears his head. You don't sing their praise. To have crowd. Lie. They will follow you. If they follow it too much, you must be very careful. You are supposed, when crowds come, you are supposed to slay them with the truth. So that those who remain are the people going for the kingdom. That's what Jesus did to the crowd. Slay them with the truth. Someone says, well, am I talking about Nigeria? I am. And I don't regret it. If I don't talk about Nigeria, what do I talk about? A, a land that is blessed by population, Blessed by set of most intelligent human beings under our heaven. And they can't use their intelligence in that country. They flew to other countries and they are useful. A country that is blessed under their ground from the, the, the east to the west, not to the south, with minerals that, that, it can, that can solve the whole problem of Europe. And yet, they are poor. Only for some guys to embezzle their money. Government embezzled the money of Nigerians for years. And then the church now is embezzling the money of the people. So who, why will I not talk about them? I will. At least no one can arrest me. Oh yes, no one can arrest me. I'm Paul. I wear the cap of Hebrew and the cap of Roman. Hey, 
Now let us look at the English definition of nobility. It says, a noble, the word noble means having or showing fine personal qualities and high moral principles or purpose. You discover that the definition of noble in the Bible is the same as the definition of English noble. The word noble in English. Having or showing fine personal qualities. People who have acquainted themselves with righteousness. And high moral principles made holy of purpose, ready to do any work. Do we see that now? I have five minutes to go off this your in the various people in the church. Now, your duty in the household is to teach the word as a minister. I've spilled over into that. Teach the word. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills and all nations will stream into it. Look at the promise of God in the last days. We are looking at the church of God in the last days in this week. The last days is a time that people will stream into the church. All empty chairs will be filled Amen. to capacity. Really, you won't have place to keep the people. <laughs> the master is bringing it. Great harvest in the last days. That's why I'm not, I'm not moved by all what the devil is doing. Whether in Nigeria, they say Boko Haram, then after Boko Haram, he graduated to Fulani Hasmin. He went to Fulani Hasmin, become something else. It doesn't matter. ISIS threatening Europe, and then Syria and ISIS and all stuff like that. They drove them. They came up again. They are bombing all over the whole place. You have Taliban and all stuff. Taliban should have been totally finished, but Taliban is still existing. Everything they did to on Taliban them failed. You know, I don't care about those news. Changing the law all the time to suit evil. You know why I don't care? Because in the same last days, the mountain of the Lord, which is the pillar and foundation of truth, anybody who holds the pillar of truth and stands on the foundation of truth will be exalted above all mountains and all hills. All right? He will be raised above all liars. People will soon stop going to lying places. You are the lie to them. They will say, let us go to the house of the God of Jacob. What will distinguish you in the last days? All this teaching about 10 people should give uh, 1,000 or 100 people should give a particular money. We soon, it, this is the 2018. From this year, God will judge it. And God will put sense in foolish people so that they will begin to question foolish teachings. They will pack their bag and baggage and go and leave. Why? Because a new generation of people who stand on the foundation of truth and hold firm the pillar of truth, they will begin to hear. Bible says many peoples, I love it. When the Bible says many peoples, it's talking about people of various nations, kindred, and tribe and tongue will come and say, 
Come, let us go out to the mountain of the Lord, the house of the God of Jacob. Why? He will teach us his ways. Not the way to make money. Not the way to prosper. But the ways of the God of Jacob. So in this season, it doesn't matter how many liars and how many, how many gatherings of, of unrighteousness going about and crowd trooping into them. From this year, they will begin to fail. Because God will send a hunger to the heart of the peoples all over the whole world, not just one place. And God will exalt the truth. Those who have been perpetrators of liars, their, their era, gone. They will never partake in this. Because Simon is the big infestation that came by Philip. They will all be gone, phased out. Some of them will become members of churches of the new move. And when they come, don't give them the pulpit. Their days are gone. And this is the word of the Lord. Many peoples are coming. And they will come because you are teaching the truth. Let's stand up together. Let's just lift our hands and bless the name of the Lord for this session.